0: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of The Sports Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons, here with Norman Quarrenton. Norman, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to uh, discussing uh, the, the the week in wrestling, as it were.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to do this show right after both Elimination Chamber and Monday Night Raw, and we are getting closer and closer to WrestleMania 39. So we're going to talk the results of those two shows and what we think is going to be happening here. Strange challenges already happening. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Omos, for some reason, apparently seems to be on the radar. We'll talk a little bit about all these things, uh, but let's start with the Elimination Chamber. Let's first go. What did you think of the pay-per-view? Did you like it?
1: Yeah, overall, I thought it was decent. Um, yeah, it was uh, some 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 fun matches. Um you know we'll get to we'll get to the way the show ended a little bit later but yeah it was a a hot crowd and some pretty some pretty fun matches and yeah i don't think i think it i would say it maybe exceeded expectations a little bit but you know um yeah it was was pretty decent well i'll tell you we talked about it before
0: we were doing our prediction show we were kind of picked our winners and what we thought and i had mentioned i'm like the the elimination chamber matches were the two matches i wasn't really even thinking about right it was Kind of Sammy and Roman and maybe Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, but I really the chamber matches themselves had flown under the radar for me, but they were actually really good. Like both of the women's uh, chamber match, uh, which was maybe not as good as the men's, but the men's was really solid and there was a lot of really good action, an interesting swerve at the end, uh, Montez Ford with a huge standout performance. Uh, I'm gonna let you decide though which uh, which match do you want to talk about first? With the women's match, the Lesnar and Lashley Judgment Day versus Edge yeah. and the Phoenix men, and it. then Sammy and Roman.
1: Let's do it in order, I guess, of the if you're okay. in the order of the card. Yeah, let's do that. So the women's chamber match was up
0: first. Mm. Uh, I had predicted it was either going to be Oscar Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. Oscar does get the win here. Uh, mm-hmm. She's going to be going on to WrestleMania to face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. I thought this was a good. Uh, good predictions. There was a couple things that surprised me about this one. Uh, Liv Morgan got eliminated fairly easily. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. we were thinking maybe she would have a, a bigger impact here. Raquel mm-hmm. was solid. Took a, a lot to get rid of her. Other than that, I don't think there was anything too memorable about the match itself. Uh, Carmella hiding in the chambers were kind of funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Being really trash talking and then just trying to get away from everybody by hiding in the chambers. Um, I thought it was okay. It wasn't it was maybe the least of the multiple matches on there in terms of in-ring quality and entertainment for me, but I like the winner. I think Oscar is a good fit for Bianca Belair. Uh, what did you think?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a solid match. Nothing mind-blowing. Um, but, you know, it's great to see, uh, see just to see women's Elimination Chamber matches because, you know, there was a time when that wasn't that wasn't necessarily a thing. Um, well, it wasn't a thing, right? When was the first one? Maybe four or five years ago or something like that?
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure. Wasn't it Alexa Bliss that had won the first one ever? And uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so
1: you know, it's good to see them see them in there, like um getting getting into it. Um yeah, I thought it was solid. maybe not something that I'll, you know, in, in a in a few months I'm I'm not likely to be like, Oh, I need to rewatch that. But yeah, it was certainly pretty good and uh right result for sure. I'm definitely I'm glad we've got uh yeah, I'm glad we're setting up the Asuka Bianca bel-air uh storyline for sure also apologize apologies to the uh to the listener who may or may not have just heard a massive uh i guess military airplane flying right over my apartment (laughs) oh well,
0: i didn't (laughs) hear it so that's a good sign
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, God, I, was, I was like, "What's going on?" We, I was like, "The aliens have landed." <laughs> yeah, apologies yeah, no, if you did hear that, but hopefully you didn't.
0: I think we're probably safe, but either yeah, way, yeah. we've got some sound effects and high production value going on behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, the yeah, weather. there we go. That's what
1: I get for living near quite near an airport, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, everybody got their stuff in. Uh, nobody really looked weak in this one, and I thought this was a solid way to to start the show. Uh, they were kind of moving on to some of the bigger action, but Oscar getting there. And she's all creepy on raw and she's, you know, yeah. being kind of goofy. I thought Bianca Belair did a really good job of sort of selling this shock of what the heck is going on with this Oscar chick. Like I would hope my hope for Oscar is that they, on the way to WrestleMania, they sort of up her production value. Like, I love that she walks down to the ring. She's got the mask. They get the camera right close in there. She takes it off, reveals the face panel. They, I mean, we can up this production. Like they can, they can add to her in ring entrance, like give her some lights, give her something else. Like, really sort of set the stage for the fact mm. that she is like a legitimate number one contender she's got a new look she's got a new vibe about her she's being kind of weird um they should they should go all in i think here
1: am mm. i am i off beat thinking that no not at all oh, yeah and maybe at wrestlemania maybe we'll we will see something like that um yeah i agree i think that now she's got this new Persona, well not new new uh old but new to new. a lot of WWE yeah fans. exactly yeah. uh persona i feel like it's a a really good opportunity to uh, um yeah to like you said up the production values and and wow blow everyone away because i think i think that's really i think for certain wrestlers uh uh a uh, uh, sort of very theatrical um you know high production value impressive aesthetically pleasing um entrance can can really can really do wonders and you know she's got the i think her entrance music suits her it's the same entrance music she's had since nxt um who knows maybe they can maybe they can mix it up a little bit maybe they can i don't know i don't know have they have they changed their music since it's NXT? a little
0: it's the same uh original song but there's like a re it's like a remixed version they've they've they've, they've oh, yeah. like darkened and hardened it up a little bit like it's not yeah. quite the same but it is mm. still got the same kind of samples and stuff like the original uh tone of it is there but it's kind of they've they've changed it slightly like it's not a brand new song or anything like that but it is a little different
1: right that's good yeah so yeah i mean yeah i agree with you yeah definitely oscar's oscar's a huge star she's an incredible in-ring worker i think she's you know her her work speaks for itself she's yeah she's brilliant and you know look bianca Belair is the the face of the of that women's division um she's had back-to-back Brilliant uh WrestleManias and uh I think we're gonna get another one and I don't know what that result's gonna be, but I I believe Oscar is owed. I don't know if I would say owed, but um I'm i I'm thinking back to Oscar winning the Rumble a few years ago and then losing to Charlotte at WrestleMania. So uh maybe maybe things will go differently this time.
0: Yeah, I don't know if she's going to win it or not, but uh, she's probably, of all the women that were in that match, maybe the one that you could see upsetting Bianca Belair. Let's move on to the Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar match. I like this, but there's an asterisk beside this one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the idea that you're selling this Brock Lesnar find the coward's way out of this match. Like, he gets into the hurt lock, he can't get out of it, so he low-blows his way out, which I thought was a little surprising because... They had done a very successful job of making Bobby Lashley kind of the heel going into the pay-per-view and Lesnar, the favorite. And then all of a sudden you've got people back on the, Oh, Hey, Lash- Lashley's kind of cool train. L- Lesnar looks like kind of a wimp for breaking out of this and having to take the, the cheater sort of low blow route and get himself disqualified and whatever. I'm okay with that, I suppose, but they didn't really follow up on raw with this for me. Like, yes, Bobby Lashley came out and he said, Oh Yeah. He took the low blow and blah, 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 blah. But he mixed it in with this whole conversation about Bray Wyatt and anybody who disrespects him. Uh, there was no Lesnar. There was no real like selling this hammering home that Lesnar kind of wimped out of this one. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds like there's not even necessarily a match as a given here that these two are going to have another contest before WrestleMania. Like They might just push this off to the side for a bit and do mm-hmm. something with Wyatt which to me seems really weird. Like not that I care if Leslie wrestles Lesnar again at WrestleMania 39. I don't know that I would necessarily do that, but if you're going to build this program and you haven't finished it off and then you run an angle like that at elimination chamber, it's not done. Like you, Mm -hmm. you've got to finish the story and you've got to build on the fact that you just did this with Lesnar and made him look like kind of a coward for the first time ever in his career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you don't really follow up on it. Like you kind of do, you sort of half-ass it like that was weird for me. I didn't mind the match. I liked the finish, but mm-hmm. I, I think they dropped the ball a little bit in mm-hmm. following up. what do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with you actually. Yeah. I mean, I actually like, um, you know, I, I enjoyed what they did. It was, it was short. I think that's what you want from a Brock Lesnar match. And I think that's ultimately definitely what people want from a Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match, right? You want them to come in and you want it to be intense and brutal from the get go. You want them to knock seven shades of shit out of each other and then, uh but you don't i mean you don't you don't necessarily want it to end in a dq but if it doesn't end in a dq you assume it's going to go somewhere and um it might still go somewhere but as it stands they haven't followed up on it and immediately because you know brock lesnar doesn't always doesn't appear on tv every week um but if they don't do something soon they're in danger of uh of losing the momentum. So, yeah, definitely got to figure something well,
0: yeah, out. Yeah. And even if Lesnar isn't a regular on TV, he will be a regular all the way to WrestleMania because he's going to be at WrestleMania. Like, there's yeah. no way you're going to hold a WrestleMania and not have Brock Lesnar on it if he's part mm-hmm. of your company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then having Wyatt throw his name into this thing and then having Lashley come out on Raw and not really directly, he's sort of worked them all into. together. I just thought it was strange. Like, it just kind of was an odd decision. Having said that, I'm with you. I like the match a lot. Like, I thought. All the way up, like there were really physical spear after spear, like F five, all these things that they did. I was like that's really well done. It didn't last that long, and then all of a sudden they did the DQ thing, and he snaps again. And there's all this like did he go off script again? And and F five the referee, which I don't buy. Like I, I can't imagine if they if he legitimately went off script the first time and threw that ref over the railing and where was it, Royal Rumble? And then threw the steps on the table, and he you know wasn't supposed to do that. Why would you do it again? Like yeah, so I'm I'm thinking to myself, no, I think people are getting carried away with this whole Lesnar goes off script thing, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I liked it. I just wondering where it's going, and mm-hmm. if they're not going to do it at WrestleMania, when are they going to do it? And mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, sure. Judgment Day versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Um, yeah, so you know what? To be totally honest with you, this match was kind of like forgettable for me. There wasn't a interesting, whole lot yeah, go- going on here. I'm, like, mm-hmm. legitimately going to gonna have to look up who won. <laughs> like, I'm thinking back to it now. I'm thinking, I think Edge and Phoenix won, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, so you know what? I don't know if how much the crowd played a part of this, um, but I remember watching this, I thought it was really fun and really well done, and I was, like, kind of into it. But that crowd was so hot that I think, you know, it could have been uh Finn Balor wrestling a paper bag and maybe it would have still been as enjoyable. Uh, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's, um, that's how I felt, how I felt about it. But in the moment I liked it. And I thought, I actually thought, um, I don't know, Beth Phoenix. Well, here, okay. Here's what we, we can talk about since, since uh, it sounds like you weren't super into the match. No, I didn't mind the match itself. I just was like, I kind of don't remember it all
0: that well. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm with yeah, you. Like Montreal it... crowd was really hot and everything was good. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. enjoying
1: the action of it, but I was like, once it was over, I kind of forgot it right yeah um yeah and i do think that crowd yeah that crowd like added to it a lot um the i but beth phoenix i think as a as a as a worker i think she she was just way ahead of her time and peaked to peaked like 10 years too early because if she was in her prime when like bailey and sasha bank like you know bailey sasha becky page um charlotte and all all, the, all them were like coming up i think you know she would be she's a hall of famer for a reason you know but I, I just think yeah it's a shame that we didn't get there's so many so many good matchups that we didn't get because when she was at her peak there that the women's division just wasn't wasn't up to snuff you know it just wasn't really treated with the the, the respect and you know dignity that it is now
0: Yeah, yeah, she's solid. I'll tell you, though, uh, I'm going to ask you this question because I want to get your opinion on this. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking back at the winners and losers article that I wrote. And one of the things I said about this match was that this was a really good example of how one mistake can kind of make you forget everything else that was really good in the match. They forgave them uh, Mm -hmm. and the crowd was into it and they got them back and credit to all four people that were in the match because there was an awkward moment when she was supposed to save edge from the pin and she didn't get back oh. into the ring in time. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. And it was I
0: super awkward. And the referee just stopped counting. Right. And she yeah. didn't kick out and he sort of did, but like, it was like, Oh, that was not good. Now. I don't know whose fault that was. I don't know exactly how that, but it kind of like took the wind right out of the sails of the match. Yeah, that and...
1: definitely did. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. That was a little, a little weird little botch there. They didn't really do a good job of high. I think, They got back into the swing of things afterwards, but they didn't do a very good job of hiding that. And it's crazy because that happens, you know, things like that happen a few times a year. Uh, They end up on botulomania, but you'd think that there would be some sort of contingency plan in place. I don't know. Like, I I guess it's so hard to, what do you do in that situation? Because if, you know, either the ref stops counting or he counts slower, And then, you know, edge kicks out. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's it's a, it's, you know, neither of us have ever worked a wrestling match. So we'll never know, but it's, yeah, it's a a difficult, difficult situation for sure.
0: No, no, I'm not saying like, I, like I said, I don't know who to blame on that one, but uh, I do remember seeing that and going, oh, that's too bad. Like, I just felt bad for everybody because I'm like, oh, man, they were doing so. I remember there was all the FU Dominic chants and there was all these other things. Now I'm thinking back about it. That is like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're right. The crowd is really into this. And then that just sort of took it right out. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. And credit to them. They got it back. So that was really cool. The men's chamber match, I thought, was really good. Um, Montez Ford was probably the standout performer for most people. He mm-hmm. went on a crazy run of offense. He climbed up the cage, and he did what we all do when we're little kids at the monkey bars in the playground, where we run our legs underneath our arms, and then we kind of do that reverse. I don't know if we know how we're but that bending when we're little, but like he did it as an adult and then dropped on the, the group of stars underneath him uh, and then got stomped on the platform and is kind of unconscious and they sort of have to open the chamber to get him out of the ring, which of course lets Logan Paul an opportunity to come in. He stomps Seth Rollins, Austin theory, then pins Seth Rollins and Austin theory retains his United States championship. I thought this was really well done. I thought everybody had some really solid moments. I thought everybody looked really good and everybody got their stuff in. Um, Damien Priest might've been the one person for me that sort of flew under the radar and all of this, but I thought everybody else was really good. And, once the stomp happened on Montez Ford and that injury thing, I'm like, I knew right away, Logan Paul's coming in. Like it just, oh, yeah, it was super predictable, but it was still really well done. So mm. I don't want to suggest that the predictability of it ruined it for me. Cause it didn't, uh, I thought that was really smart. And mm. for people that were like, Oh, is Montez Ford's really hurt? No, I just did a really good job of making you think. Yeah, he was, he right?
1: sold that really well. And do you know what he had? He worked me for a few seconds. There was a few seconds there where I thought it was real. Um, and then I, yeah, then I quickly, you know, because the, when they showed the replay of the stomp, I was like, he protected himself very, very well on that, and yeah, he just, he was. And remember, I predicted this on the last episode. You know, I was talking about how I think this he's gonna gonna shine here. He's he's mm-hmm. brilliant. He, I you think he has that. actually like all of the, uh ingre. I think I, if you know, if he's, I'll be very surprised. Like, we say stuff like this all the time and people can accuse us of fantasy booking or whatever. I'll be very surprised if he isn't WWE champion at some point in the next, you know, five or six years. Um, I, I hope it's sooner than that. Um, but then, you know, I say that, but you just never know these days. Do you? Yeah, There's a, there's a few wrestlers on that roster that I would have said that about, and it never came to fruition. So yeah.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. Is he going to do it as I don't disagree with you, but I am very curious to see how it happens. Like, do you yeah. think he gets the Big E baby face championship win? And then maybe it doesn't really last. Or does he need to go heel? Because I know Montez Ford would be a really solid heel. Like that guy's personality is off the charts. And if you gave him an opportunity to be a bad guy, he'd probably knock it out of the park.
1: I believe so too, yeah. So Um, would he
0: get it as the heel? Would he have to turn to get this opportunity? Or do you think he can do it as a babyface and the popular guy that everybody loves? Sometimes the best babyfaces are heels first. And he hasn't really done that. Yeah. So where do you think it goes if he's? going to I think
1: get there? either honestly, I can see him doing either. But yeah, I mean the obvious comparison is a you know a, a rockers situation, um you know maybe he turns on Angelo Dawkins at some point. Um, but I also just think he has he, he's so charismatic that he does have some he's got crossover appeal I think, and he's he's so yeah I think um certainly I would expect to see him uh, as a babyface champion I think and I but I also think that um yeah i don't know what it is because biggie's i think ultimately biggie's reign was was kind of i don't say it was cut short because you know and it it just ended um but it should have been a bit more i feel like it should have gone on to be a little bit more memorable than it than it was you know Mm uh because i think he was a pretty for those for those few months that he was the face of the company he was you know really really good at that you know showing up on the on the you know college football things and the, the you know good morning America or whatever. And he was, he was knocking it out of the park. So yeah, I, I would hope that Montez, had, if, if, and when he has a run, it's, it's a little bit more uh, memorable.
0: Yeah. Cause to me, like you could maybe even make the Kofi Kingston comparison, but Kofi to me got the run he got because he put in all that time and all that effort and never really got the opportunity. And he was sort of the underdog, like, wow. And he won it. Right. Like that's mm. really cool. Biggie and Montez Ford to me are very similar in the fact that they're just such loud personalities that you can't help but really find fun to watch. And that's what Montez Ford is to me. And the more that he starts to show this stuff, he's really good. Now, Biggie's the big strong dude that does all these really and Montez Ford's a really athletic guy that flies around. But both of them, their personalities are so big you can't help Mm -hmm. but be attracted to them right they have that Mm -hmm. thing that it thing about them that you kind of like yeah this is somebody that we could see you know running the ship here for a little while whether it's just a few months or a year or whatever but Mm -hmm. i do also think there's a little bit of like the rock in montez ford and that Mm -hmm. maybe he needs that heel where he could just do some of his things and his catchphrases and be really cocky and those things are just like cool things as a bad guy and you just <laughs> love him as a bad guy. So I don't know what I would do with him, but I do, I do believe that this was probably the match that has shown people knew he was good, but like this shined a lot of like, Oh, he's good. Like he's really good. Um, it yeah. can do a lot of things, not just one dimensional. Like he sells the injury and he's, you feel bad for him. Like he did a good job. I thought that was really mm-hmm.
1: good. Mm-hmm. What about the
0: Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match? Uh, This was really good. Like, the match was solid, and we you kind of probably knew it was going to be, right? Sami Zayn is so good, and people forget how good he is when he's Mm -hmm. got this character that he's doing that you just kind of fall in love with, and you're Mm. like, oh my gosh, he's just just dragged me right into the emotion and drama of this whole thing, but he's Mm. such a good wrestler, and Roman Reigns is much better than people give him credit for, Mm. uh, especially as as a a heel, but I thought this was a really good match. I just want to know what you think about the Mm. fact that Sami didn't win. Like, does that um, is that the right call to make? Does it bother you? Do you think that this was because I think we both probably figured, yeah, they want us to think he's going to win, and maybe there's like the longest shot possible, but we kind of knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah, um, but do you think that was the right call to not have him win it?
1: Um, in my opinion, I think so. First of all, the match was brilliant, and Sami Zayn is an incredibly gifted in ring performer. Everybody knows that we talked about this last time he is so good in the ring go back and watch some of his NXT matches we'll watch the you know the, the, the obvious one is the match with Nakamura but yeah. he had he had brilliant matches with with Kevin Owens and and Pack and you know a bunch of other guys down there um he and yeah like you said him and Roman had really good chemistry and uh the match was was brilliant i personally the way that everything for me all the pieces were fitting together and like i knew that sammy wasn't going to win right they but mm-hmm. And they, they, at no point in that match did I really think he was going to. um, But I personally think that he should have. Um, I know that it's very, it's a very awkward time of year for that to happen. And I know that they have pieces in place and things that they, they have um, events that they want to transpire when they want them to transpire. Right. They, it seems pretty obvious and, that they, they want to anoint Cody Rhodes as the face of the company at WrestleMania. And I totally, totally get that. Um, but for me, the way that this storyline has been playing out and the way that the fans have been reacting to it and the way that Sami Zayn has been just killing absolutely everything. Um, and the fact that it is at the end of the day is a scripted TV show and they can do whatever they want whenever they want and quite easily course correct if things don't work out. We've seen them do it time and time again um i think Sami Zayn should have won um now what that what you do after that you know you, you've still got options um people go on about i've seen a lot of stuff on twitter you know i've been i've been debating with people on twitter today um people talk about how you can't have a historic a uh, historic reign and uh at a b pay-per-view um yeah one yes you can why can't you who cares <laughs> it's do you know what i mean uh, i totally get that you you know it's a what is it a three year how long has he been champion three years or something um Ooh, uh, I just, Roman Reigns yeah
0: yeah ni- almost 910 12 days right like
1: and so I get that obviously on paper if I you know if I'm if I've if I've got like if I'm fantasy booking something on like a video game you know I'm going to be like well yeah this reigns going to be 900 days and it's going to end at Wrestlemania in Los Angeles in 2023 but you have to be able to you, you there's room for improvisation in pro wrestling and there needs to be sometimes you just need to sort of um just pull the trigger on something and even if it is like I, I, some people i've been seeing on twitter have been saying that um the sammy thing is like a flash in the pan like someone someone used the word like territorial wrestling fans are responding to him despite the fact that he's been getting these reactions in across every city in 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 the U.S., not just in his hometown. Obviously, that the Montreal the Montreal reaction was far bigger. But just look at that Royal Rumble pop. You know, look at even he was getting he was generating like nuclear heat as a heel in other places. And then again, I refer you back to some of his NXT NXT stuff. You know, his NXT championship reign wasn't um super historic. He, I don't it didn't last super it didn't last that long, and he only had one, one reign. But he he was so over in NXt um so this whole this the notion that Sami Zayn isn't championship material I think is is nonsense um I think he's you know he has every ingredient necessary to to be a champion in that company he can do the only thing he doesn't have is that he can't go to Saudi Arabia because because of his his ethnicity and some of his you know ideological beliefs um and I think that might be part of the reason why he's not. And also the fact that Saudi Arabia is potentially uh, you know, in the running to purchase the company. Um, but yeah, the the notion that he's not not championship material, that he he can't he can't be the face of the company to me is is nonsense, especially when you actually look at the lineage of that title and you look at some of the people that they have decided uh, you know, was Great Carly the, the was Great Carly the, the, the you know championship material? Was he the right person to be the face of the company? I don't know. Um, so yeah, it just seems silly to me. So yeah, I would have had personally I think that they should have called an Audible, had him win, and then try to figure something out between now. You've got five weeks between you've got five roars and five smackdowns to to figure something else out if you still and also the WrestleMania is two nights. You can have a Roman Sammy rematch night one, and then you can have Sammy and Cody or Roman and Cody or a triple threat match on night two. Do you know what I mean? There there, there are things there are things they could have done. That's just me. I don't know how you feel about it, but yeah, personally, I'm, I I think that they, that he should have won. And, um, I think he would have been a, a worthy and deserving champion. I think if you say to say that he's not championship material, if you're sort of using the same arguments as kayfabe villains, then you're probably in the wrong because that's what, that's what the, if you remember, that's what the authority used to say about Daniel, about, about Daniel Bryan back during the yes movement. um, so, yeah, that's that's my take.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll definitely agree with you in that I think Sami Zayn is championship material. Like, I think he mm. could win the title and he could carry it for a little while. I also mm. kind of agree with him that maybe he's not the guy that's going to carry it for a long time or mm-hmm. be the face of the WWE, uh, you know, in terms of like, okay, we're going to market everything around this guy. I do mm. think that the hype would probably fade after a little bit of time. So you can't probably have him hold the belt for too long. That said, Mm -hmm. I do think that he would make a very good champion. And I do think that you should, WWE should give it to him at some point. My only argument would be, This isn't necessarily just about Sami Zayn anymore, right? This, like, you've got Daniel Bryan winning. It was just Daniel Bryan. Whoever he won it from was irrelevant. It didn't matter Mm -hmm. if it was Triple H or Randy Orton or Batista. It was just about Daniel Bryan winning it. That was all Mm -hmm. that it was. Now you've got Sami Zayn sort of mixed in with two other things. One, they've, like you said, they've got Cody Rhodes pegged to do this thing probably. But she's also got this 900-day reign of Roman Reigns. And to me, it's not the same but if there's anything close to ballparking what this means to WWE, it's the Undertaker streak of WrestleMania. Mm. So if you take this away from Roman Reigns on an audible, you can't ever do that again. Like mm-hmm. if you have Roman Reigns lose the title to Sami Zayn, it's huge for Sami Zayn, but you can never have Roman Reigns lose these belts again. So mm. especially after this massive run he's gone on. So when you do decide to remove these titles away from Roman Reigns, you need to be sure that that's the move that you wanted to make because it isn't just about Sammy winning. It's about Roman losing. And mm-hmm. to me, that's really important. And my argument would be, you can always have Sammy Zane win it again. Like, yeah, he didn't win it this time, but if you mm-hmm. decide you want to call the audible and you go, Oh man, we screwed that up. We really should have had, you can shift gears and go, okay, we're going to give it to him, but we're going to build this up again. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause the fans are still with him. And now they're kind of like, man, he didn't get the chance to do it the first time let's really rally behind him and see if we can't get him to win it on a rematch or something or against somebody else or whatever the case may be. But that would be my only argument is that it's like, Mm -hmm. once you pull that from Roman Reigns, you've, you've taken it off and you've just removed all of those three years of his run. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be my, you got to think about that if you're WWE. Right. So I think it was more about uh, not just about Sami Zayn winning and having that moment, right. The Mick Foley moment when it's like, Oh my gosh. Uh, but it is now okay. Who did he take it from? Oh yeah, he just happened to destroy. Like he beat Roman Reigns. Like we've been building this guy for three years, so mm-hmm. that whoever took it was the guy. And that mm-hmm. if Sammy's not the guy, but he is the the person who can win the title for a bit, then you don't do it with Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. is my mm-hmm. opinion. But yeah, um, that that that's personal for everybody, right? Like I'm not, I don't disagree with you. I think Sammy's, and that's a much okay. better argument
1: than most people have been making. The 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 like the the big argument I've seen is that he's not championship material, and that he was because he was wrestling Johnny Knoxville last year. Uh, that means he's not, he, you know, he can't be taken seriously as a champion this year. Despite the fact that you know it wasn't that long ago that Roman Reigns was saying Suff, suffering succotash and having dog food poured all over him. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, this is nobody is uh it's, you know you can base you can rescue. There were very very few uh, wrestlers and. Booking decisions that can't be rectified, and you know, I think you know, as wrestling fans, we 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 forgive and forget pretty easily. You know, we've done it time and time again, so yeah. Well, yeah, yeah and, I think uh...
0: yeah, and my argument being is that the one thing we've not really ever forgiven WWE for is having the Undertaker lose. And like I said, it's not the mm-hmm. same. These are not like this isn't. A- whatever it is, 21 year streak. Yeah. Uh, it's three years, but it's still big. Like nobody has run <laughs> the table like Roman Reigns in wrestling mm, for a long time. Yeah. Right? Long time, and yeah. so when you do pull the trigger on having him lose, it needs to be as big a deal as you need it to be. Right. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that's, that's my only whatever is like, I would really have to think about it if I'm like, who's taking it from him. Is it just mm. about the guy who wins it or is it about also who defeated the guy that has run this show? for three years right
1: right Uh, and what they did what they did do was the the post-match stuff to because i think if they hadn't done that i think i think maybe people like like i like i did mention this last last week but the uh the wwe fan base right now is a lot more willing to just sort of accept what's put in front of them and and not really complain too much but i do think that they would have (laughs) they they the post-match stuff that they did with KO coming out was, you know, booking-wise, it didn't make a lot of sense because why didn't he come out earlier? Yeah, why but, not help um, him here? Yeah. Right, exactly. But I think it was smart of them to do that ultimately because I think they would have had some some pretty loud uh, boos and weird reactions to deal with.
0: Well, and they did, I think, try to explain that on Monday's Raw. Like, what did you? Mm. What was your reaction to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn starting the show and Sami sort of not pleading, but like, let's do this together. I know that we have history. I know that I've said some stuff and I've done some stuff and you've told me that I was going to get burned and I got burned, but let's do this together because we can't take them down by ourselves. And then Kevin says, yeah, I didn't come out and help you because it wasn't helping you. I'm helping mm. my family and making sure that nobody gets to get a beat down. Like I got at the Royal Rumble while you just mm. stood there and watched and blah, 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 Like they did a decent job of kind of saying, this is why Kevin Owens didn't come out there. And then he's like, I'm not working with you. I'm going to keep fighting them on my own. Where do you think this goes? Are they just slow building the eventual you know, m- reconnection between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Because I am a little bit confused about what is going on with Jay Uso and what's happening with Kevin Owens. Like mm. when Jay walked out on the bloodline at, was it the Rumble? Um, I just was really it was like, what are they going to do here? Like, it's kind of an mm. odd sort of thing. They clearly have a plan. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos at some point, but they're really slow building this thing. Like, mm. Sami's not together with Kevin. Jay's not together with Jimmy. Like, they're going to have to figure that out in a matter of a few weeks.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, when in, when in doubt, uh, take the, you know, take the uh, Mega Powers Explode storyline and run it back, I guess. That's... <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like we're getting, you know, we're building to a reunion and we're going to get a, a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos match at WrestleMania. It seems to be the way things are going. Um, that might that might seem like a little bit of a, a wet blanket after the, the reactions that Sami Zayn's been getting. But, you know, I think, I'll, yeah, I'll probably we're going to see the bloodlines, all the bloodline title reigns come to an end at WrestleMania.
0: Like, do you think they're going to have this so that when the Usos go to defend the titles against Kevin and and Sammy, that Jay's still not a hundred percent sure where his allegiance lies? And yeah, that, I'm not sure that, that yeah. might be the reason they lose is because Jay's not totally committed. Like, is that where they're going with this? Because it is a strange decision. I think it could work, but it's yeah. like an odd choice. Like, I just was like, yeah because
1: because at the end of the day, you still want to get you've got to get a match out of those four, and if mm-hmm. one of them isn't isn't is not playing ball, you know, kayfabe isn't playing ball, then how do you? You can't have a handicap match. I mean, I guess you could, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure well, they got five rules and five SmackDowns to figure something out um, if yeah. they haven't got it planned already. So yeah, I guess, guess we'll find out.
0: Well, I'm assuming they do. And that's one of the things they brought up at the very beginning of the program here this, this week, because we talk about Brock Lesnar and what he's going to be doing. And we've got Bray Wyatt mixing himself in with Lashley and Lesnar and all this stuff, but then Omas challenges Brock Lesnar. He's going to show up this Monday to decide whether or not he's going
1: to accept the challenge this can't be a WrestleMania match, is it? Um, if, if it is, it feels, it smells like Vince booking to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it feel, maybe it, could, it probably is. I mean, yeah. Like, big, do they really think of all the choices that they have that that's the one that people would want to see? I don't know. I think they just want to have they. Uh, it's one of those. I I I, I agree with you that it, it, I don't think anybody is really interested in that. But I think on their from their side, they're like, well, it's you know, two. It's a spectacle match, right? It's two 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 big boys one massive freak of a guy and and then and domos <laughs> so yeah. yeah i guess I, I guess that's you know that's where that's where they're coming from but um maybe something happens maybe it's a swerve who knows well that's what i
0: was thinking too right because you got the Hurt business involved here and there's been rumors of lashley and the Hurt business kind of doing their thing again but i've also been watching the way they've this sort of up and down book bobby lashley he's half heel half babyface. Um and I don't know if he's going to join the Hurt Business and how you swing that so Mm -hmm. I do believe WWE's got these things they're thinking about and they know what they kind of want to do to get from A to B but it's kind of like it's hard to sort of picture it and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing like the unpredictability of it is probably good but you're also Mm -hmm. like let's hope they pull it off because if they don't pull it off it's going to be really weird Yeah, Um, like the Wyatt stuff that we've been talking about forever it's all been really weird and not necessarily on a great like this is a good thing. This is kind of a odd thing, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: and then there's also the whole, um, you know, I, we talk about stuff being unpredictable, which is good. There's also, you know, the top of the card is pretty predictable, right? But who, maybe that could, that could potentially be a swerve too. You know, maybe we see, um, yeah, maybe we see something, maybe Roman retains and shocks everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not going to get the chance to talk about this because we're running out of time. We've only got like a minute and a half here, but I was going to ask you about the whole Ariel Hawani and Tony Khan drama uh, that's Mm -hmm. been going on here because it's been uh, very much at the front of social media and AEW and blah, 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 blah. We'll have to get into this and Tony Khan, maybe after we watch Dynamite here this week and see what AEW is doing because we haven't really talked much about AEW in the last little bit. So we should probably do that on the next episode. But Mm. I do want to get your take on this. Tony Khan is such an interesting – and not necessarily in a positive way Mm, character mm. that it's worth a conversation because he's picking fights with almost everybody. And Mm. sometimes he doesn't come out looking so hot. So I did want to get your take on that. We won't have time to do that, but let's leave that as a cliffhanger for the next episode, because I think that'll be a fun conversation to have. And then we'll run through dynamite. sound good.
1: Yep, sounds good to me, bro. All right, thanks, uh,
0: everybody else. We appreciate you listening. Please download, subscribe, share this with your friends, and uh, share this with everybody else you think want to have a listen. Go to sportser.com and read all the articles about WWE and AEW, and we will talk to you and uh, have a fun one with you on the next one. This is another edition of The Sports Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. Thanks for <laughs>